Hey everyone, welcome to The Roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. The last few episodes, we've had some great interviews with some great teams. We've had the Vogu Collective, Robotos, the Doge Pound, Oni Force, and Crypto Dads. We also did our first NFT giveaway. Definitely stay tuned for more giveaways coming up in the future. We have a great show today. If you noticed the thumbnail, if you've seen our tweets, you know that today is all about blue. But before we bring on the guys, this is The Roadmap. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. All right, guys, as you heard me say, we've got a show today all centered around blue. If you don't know about blue, uh, you know, you'll find out more. But chances are, if you're here ready for this interview, you already know about Blue, one of the hottest NFT projects that uh, launched recently. Let me go ahead and bring on my co-host, Maz. Maz, what's going on, buddy? Yo, what's going on, Chris? I'm excited to be here. This episode's going to be awesome. How are you feeling today, man? I'm feeling so good. I mean, we're, we, we're excited about this. We've been talking about Blue for a while. You know, we did some Twitter spaces talking about Blue. We talked about it on the show, and we've got the team behind Blue joining us on the roadmap today. Before I bring the guys on, again, for anyone out there just tuned in, this is the roadmap, Benzinga's new NFT show. Go ahead, smash that like for me, subscribe to the yes. channel. We want to know that you want more NFT coverage from Benzinga. Um, we will keep it going right now. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern time. We'd love to get some more shows going. So if you love NFT content, go ahead and press one in the chat. Let us know. But Maz, what do you think? Should we uh, should we bring the guys on? Let's bring them on, man. Let's do it. All right. So joining us on the roadmap today, we have the creators of Blue. We have Dylan Hunter and Tropo. How are we doing, guys? What's going on? What's up? What Thanks for up? having us. Awesome. So, you know, we've got the Blue team on here. We've been excited for this interview for quite a while. We know yes. that you have such a loyal community. A lot of people know this project, know about, you know, how it was created and all you guys and your backgrounds. But for anyone out there who's unfamiliar with Blue, wondering if you guys can give us, you know, the the uh, history of how Blue came to be. Whoever, whoever oh, wants to take gonna, lead. Uh, it just <laughs> happened. Like, <you> know. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it came into existence. Nobody did anything. Uh, no, like I, I think I think really what happened with Blute is with with loot happening there. There was a a moment where like things start. I think started to click for people when the the normal way of a project being done got turned on its head. Um, and I think for like full transparency here, like we have nothing against loot. We love loot. We think it's a great community, great, uh, you know, great developer. Uh, Dehoff is um, an awesome dude. Um, and when you start to look at like what happens instead of like with Board API Club, where you have a central dev team and they're providing a roadmap and they're saying, hey, we're going to build this for you and you're going to like follow along with us. Um, the whole idea of putting something out and saying, hey, we're going to build something and hand it to you and you can do whatever you want with it and you decide what it becomes. That was like when, when that you start to like look at it from that perspective and understand this changes everything from you know how our games, how our communities, how our brands built. Um, 
I think that was like the clicking point for a lot of us where we saw like, hey, there, there's something different here. Awesome. Anyone else on the, the creation of Blue here? Uh, well, I think like practically, you know, we were working with Beanie on this piece on Foundation, which was, uh, he, won't, he won't say it was a parody, but to me it was, was obviously a parody. <laughs> He's like, whenever somebody says blue is a joke, he's like, what's well, it's not, it's not a joke. <laughs> but to me, it's like, to me, it's obviously like uh, a joke and parody, which is kind of the funny part when I think when people were initially sort of uh, upset, so to speak, about its success. It's like, well, why can't something funny be successful? Because like, there's not typically not a lot of humor with successful nft projects and uh i was kind of uh i was kind of i wouldn't say hurt but you know just confused why projects that are humorous uh aren't worthy of success i mean i know they are but it just it just seemed like there was there wasn't uh a lot of things that that it definitely it definitely seems that right now in the market consumers are looking at things from the most fiscally responsible way possible where it needs to be very yes. serious like we want yeah. a roadmap we want we want execution we want to get into tokenomics who like they are looking at things and the successful projects are the ones that are very much like buttoned up you know look good and i think this is kind of like the middle finger back to that idea of, Hey, like this is cards against humanity with humor. Like this is different. This is, this is completely out of, you know, left field where we just haven't seen something this, I, I don't know. I, I just think it's different. And that's, it's, that it's so resonates with a lot of people. So yeah. polarizing. And it just, it created so much conversation around it because there yeah. wasn't, it wasn't really anything we could compare it to. I mean, obviously the, the way it launched and the, the design and everything obviously similar to loot, but just sort of like the idea of blue, we were kind of drawing comparisons to ourselves. We're like, what do we compare this to outside of NFTs? And it was really just kind of thinking like, I, I don't, I don't know if there really is a comparison, no. um, but it, it just was so polarizing and it created so much conversation that uh, it was really amazing to see. Yeah. I, I got, I got threats over blue, just serious <laughs> threats. Uh, I had I had to stay home for the for the whole weekend. I couldn't leave my house. Yeah, people were just <laughs> upset. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just fucked. I didn't. Twitter can be crazy. Yeah, people are crazy out there. We did see you know the whole like loot versus blue kind of battle going on, and I mean it seemed like you guys you know th this was a fun project. It seemed like from the start. Um, you know, I love the cards uh, against hum humanity uh, reference there too, because you know I definitely see some some parallels there. One of the things that Blue did was this you know free mint model. Um, and also the inclusion of secondary royalties. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, why that model was important from the start? Yeah, for me, it's like it, it puts the responsibility on the creators to actually deliver um, or, or, or generate excitement and deliver versus a mint cost where it's like you're, you're buying into a promise uh, that might not be fulfilled. And firstly, this way, it just uh, lends a lot more weight to the idea that it's a community project because you know the community 
the people who supported it and found out about it early and, and minted it are the ones at least financially who benefited the most individually from it. Yeah. And the freedom mint model, it doesn't tie a value immediately to that token that you're minting. So it really lets the market decide what is valuable and what that value may be. And, you know, we, we didn't have any associated metadata. So, you know, when it was launched on OpenSea, you couldn't necessarily filter for some of these attributes. And it was really, really interesting to see how the different traits sort of gained value based on the perception of the community. That's just another facet that was really, really interesting to see. Um, you know, we went through this uh, attribute creation as a fun exercise, just thinking of uh, cool references to drop in there and funny references to drop in there. I don't think we had really any idea um, kind of how it would take off and sort of the, the groups or clubs that would form around certain paired attributes or anything like that. So that was really interesting to see for sure. Absolutely. Can I swear on this show? This, what's what's our audience here? You can you can swear on this show. We run a show called did, Burning actually. Gas, and yeah. it's it's not kid friendly. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, yeah, I just need to test that out. There we go. That felt, that felt but, actually, but my kids have been on Burning Gas before, so. Oh, true. Okay, well, it's Tropo's kids friendly. Yeah, yeah, my kids. <laughs> but Tropo yeah. also like lets his kids listen to. Um, Oh, who who do you let them listen to? I can't remember. We were talking about this uh, one time. Yeah, it was Gucci Mane. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hey, I Gucci mean, maybe Mane. maybe we should say like PG thirteen R. I mean, <laughs> like swearing's allowed, but like not not over over a limit. Okay. But yeah. So, all right, uh, Maz, what do you, what do you got for for the guys yeah, here? Absolutely. So, can you guys tell us a little bit more about the royalties, uh, you know, from Blue and how they will be used as far as like funding the community? I know there's grants involved. And there's a process behind that as well. Yeah, so we got we got an insane amount of um, submissions for grants, and when I say a lot, I mean I, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And we've gone through them. I don't yeah, know. I think like every them. single day, we're like still like kind of going through yeah. and looking and still working on it. Um, we found we we're starting to like narrow it down now to where we found a couple that that we like um really smart like i I will say this the blue community there is there i cannot name a more like dedicated more like just invigorated community out there like they are like the best community um i think it all kind of comes back to like this is free and like people are in and like it's a movement it's different it's polarizing um so we've really stumbled across some really smart people some really dedicated people um big shout out to fashion week new york city um we've had a lot of like different people that have just kind of like seen the movement and taken it upon themselves to like build around it um you know fashion week new york city doing these like um nft urns that were then you know all the profits went to charities there's ceramics Ceramics. Ceramics. (laughs) excuse me ceramics but i mean like that plus like the blue girls plus like there's been so many cool things that have that have kind of spawned off of this idea um but there's definitely more to come i I can assure you that there's more to come there no there's a ton there's also i I will say there's we're over there's like there's like over 800 responses wow. uh, to that blue fund submission. And, you know, for every sort of just response that's talking about cock rings and ball gags, there are also <laughs> the responses with 
fully fleshed out, you know, links to external Google Docs like or roadmaps plans. or project plans. Yep. And it's really amazing to see these people putting themselves out there and really thinking about these ideas. And so we're really looking forward to narrowing it down to those select projects that we really want to stamp with our approval and support and helping those ideas get a jump start uh, and, and come to fruition. So it's, it's going to be really rewarding to, to see that process through. I, uh, I also want to say there, you know, there are also a lot of dumbasses in the blue community. <laughs> you know, people are like, why don't you talk about blue more? Make the blue price go up. I yeah, find blue's worthless. And you're like, I'm like, damn, dudes. Like, cool it. Cool your shit a little bit. So, uh, yeah. yeah. That, that's present with every NFT community, which is like kind of uh, the nature of it. But, you know, people people want instant gains all the time. So it's impossible to please those people. But I, I, w- I would say like, Patience is something that the NFT, the crypto market, like industry right now, lacks. Um, patience is probably going to be what defines winners and losers over the next five, ten years in this space. Who, who is like playing the long term game? Who's not trying to trade on like you know one second candles? Like, I, I think you you just need to like relax and wait. Like, I, I just think there's too much impatience right now. It's like, Absolutely. but it's it's a it's weird though, because like we're conditioning people to not be patient because of like how fast shit moves and how quickly things pop. And it's like sometimes if you're too patient, you can lose like the the big pops. You know when things rip and you don't and you do hang on to it. Um, so it it's kind of the nature of it. So I, I guess I guess I'm forgiving of people who are uh impatient dumbasses but it is just kind of annoying sometimes for those people <laughs> yeah i hear you and I'm, i mean the discord itself has twenty three thousand followers in such a short time you know seeing the community form has been one of the most bullish things i've seen personally uh question for you guys so we have you know uh cock rings ball gags i think there's some g-funk wedding rings who came up with the traits? How, how did I, dude? Because oh reading those, I, I think uh, the first yeah. weekend we were reading those out loud in Twitter Spaces, and everyone was just laughing, man. So oh who my came god! Up with that? <laughs> I yeah, so. The, so the best part about this was that as ideas were happening, I was actually on on you know between a plane, like I was on a plane, landed, and then I was getting on another plane, and so I'm in, I, th- I want to say like Chicago. Um, I'm in the airport and I'm yell like on the phone yelling to them. No, no, no. Like we should make it like, like we were, I'm like yelling about like ball gags and cock rings in the middle of this airport. Um, <laughs> well, cause we forced you to. We forced yeah. Oh no. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That was the other thing. They were like, we're going to cut you out of the, the company if you don't yell cock ring right now. And so While I was forced to yell cock ring. And, Yeah. I was like, let's hear yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. On the plane. On it was on the plane. I had to yell. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. <laughs> The late like, and it was so funny. The lady af- next to me just like looked at me like and just like gave me this like kind of like <laughs> nod of like I get it like and I was like no you don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely did not yell it. Uh, I, I, was... I I did. I, it was a uh, no. what it was a uh, it was a uh, it was it was it was above you know like room room uh, volume. No, no, because no, the the planes are loud. You know they got the everyone's rustling with their bags and they have like the you know the. 
the engine or whatever is going and the, the air is blowing. And yeah, it was not, it, it was barely above a whisper in my opinion. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, I mean, like, and that's, but I'm not, I... I think that's like why this is so like funny to me or fun to me. Like, it's just like, you look at it and you're like, what the hell? Like, this is so like out there. Um, I mean, like, when we were going through and like making this, like it was just like we would we get a list and it'd be like what, like what? How can we make this even like crazier? Um, or like what's funny? Or like what are people gonna get? What's the inside joke? Um, like the G Funk uh, wedding ring, um, <laughs> like that was before like anybody knew yeah, so who was getting that, engaged. That like, kind of came about. Oh, yeah, because he because he was busy with the engagements. So we were like, let's make yeah. a reference towards that. No, um, he was uh, he was G Funk was shopping for a car, and uh, oh, true, yeah, he was shopping for a car that weekend. Yeah, and then we joked of like, I I, uh, I have so little power that like when I have an opportunity to exercise it, I, I do. So that's with G Funk. We're like, we're gonna cut you out of this. Yeah, because you're not <laughs> contributing anything. He's like, I was at the car dealership. I like, couldn't do anything. <laughs> It was a uh, yeah. It was it was mostly me and Dylan uh, putting together the the actual text that that uh, that that morning. Uh, that took I don't know. That took the most time. It was just yeah, fun. We were, we, we were jamming out to some Metallica and just burning. <laughs> it was great. Cock rings, cock rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know the Metallica song, cock rings, cock rings. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where that came from. Song. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, so it's funny how you guys said the community decided, you know, what's going to be rare. I still remember because I followed Blue the first couple of days. Cock rings became the thing, right? So what are your exactly. guys' favorite traits? You know, I'm curious to hear what are your guys' favorite traits? Is, there, is it cock rings or is there anything that we're missing? Or, you know, let's break it down for the viewers. Mm, I'm going to put the list. I'm, I got I to gotta go to the source here. I'm, I mean, personally, I, I'm a big fan of the baguettes. Um, I, I think that's a very overlooked trait. Um, I mean, do you want to say, gang. do you want to say why, why baguettes are? No, we can just gloss over that one. I like 3D glasses, obviously, like, I've, you know, 3D, 3D ape. Um, I don't know. I also, I like, like I, my favorite is head, uh, bald fuck. Because that, that's me. <laughs> I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm a bald fuck. Let's have that. These are hilarious. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we're just like thinking about terms, and then uh, I just went to OpenSea and looked at the top hundred ranking projects and put some things that kind of stuck out from those projects as well. I just like these still crack me up. I think that's the the best part about this. Like how I can still read these after seeing them every day for the last, you know, 20 days, 30 days. And like having worked on, like it's still, I'll like scroll. I'll see something that like, I maybe haven't seen before, but like here, this one beanie dump chain of a, th- like, <laughs> like that's like, it's still funny to me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah awesome. I'd say like when we were going through some of the individual attributes for the different, like chest head waist, like there were some funny ones that stuck out, but then when, the sort of prefixes uh, yeah. got attached to some of these or the suffixes. Yeah, yeah. Then we saw like, oh shit, that's that's pretty hilarious. Uh, that's kind of when the magic happened, I would say. She punks wedding ring of, of fuck. Right, yeah. <laughs> and, and one of the other <laughs> interesting things that started happening was people started to speculate what like 
how many the number of quotes in the different tokens. <laughs> um, so people were like, "Oh, this has four quotes. Like, this is super rare." And again, yeah. there's no way to, there was no way to check the metadata for the attributes to see what was rare. And so we have people just going through all of the listings one by one, row by row, trying to compare either the number of quotes or then people started to compare the number of occurrences of cock. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. do you want to talk about uh, one of the ones you actually picked up? Yeah, we got a quadruple uh, cock. Three and a half. Cock. Yeah. It's, you it's want to read them out uh, for us? <laughs> let me, uh, yeah, let me find it here. No, I've been uh, working with trying to work with OpenSea about getting the actual metadata as uh, filterable traits um, because there was an API that was created by the community, which is awesome. And you can provide OpenSea with that and they'll associate it with the tokens, but they have not done it yet. They're probably just a little bit. Some other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think OpenSea's been busy lately. This is like before Nate got fired. I don't understand what's taking so long. Oh, I, w- I was, I mean, like they come out with the app. I think that they're, I, I think, oh, right. I think OpenSea gets a lot of on like flack for, you know, I think there's a lot happening. Um, and I'm sure they're working on stuff. And a lot of people are like, well, they're making all this money. Where are the improvements? But um, I, I really do think that they get a lot of hate when they are trying to do their best and scale and deal with, you know, the insanity of of what's happening here on a day-to-day basis. Like I'm actually surprised it doesn't crash as much as it does. Oh yeah. Like I I would expect it to do crash more actually. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Question. So while, while he's finding the quadruple Cox, let's see uh, the big gold (laughs) currency, how was it created and why is it important to the blue foundation? Oh yeah, yeah so I mean we we had no involvement in the creation of Beagle, right? Zero. So this is this shadow shadow coder that sort of created the currency, um, immediately renounced it. You know, transferred uh, some large allotment of tokens. I think Beanie got gifted like five five million. Dude, tokens yeah, that, and... that pissed me off. Like, why didn't I get five million tokens? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that sort of happened. There was some weird stuff that happened with Art Chick getting. I think five million as well, and kind of getting yeah. scammed into sending it back to the developer or some some scammer, and then that sort of scammer dumping on the currency. But again, to kind of reiterate, we had no involvement. This sort of happened, much like a lot of these derivative projects that just happen on sort of the movement of Bloot. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's kind of the story behind that. I mean. Uh, and it was really interesting, the utility that was built out, right? So each Bloot holder could then claim uh, initially 10,000 BGLD. Um, so that free to mint uh, token Bloot at its height turned out to be worth per token over, I think it was like $25,000, yeah. um, which it's, it's obviously down from there, but um, that was insane to sort of see uh, kind of sitting on the sidelines there and watching the derivative projects, BJOD pop up. Uh, so it was really cool. Yeah. And for like usage, like with Blute itself, and I, I, I envision uh, hopefully similar use cases for BJLD, but uh, allowing for other projects to utilize Blute holders as like a pre-sale, like with uh, uninterested unicorns, they had an 800 allotment pre-sale that, um, 
immediately preceded the public sale. And that was exclusively for Blute holders. And, you know, I, I want to work with other projects and allow Blute holders to benefit uh, in that way. You know, because it's, it's a simple thing in, in a smart contract to check if someone's a Blute holder. You know, it's literally two lines. Yeah. Um, super easy to implement. But, you know, that, that's, that's where I see Blute utility going and, and BGLD as well. You mentioned all the, you know, derivatives and the free to mint uh, projects. There's been so many, uh, you know, for blue holders. I, I know you guys probably have a hard time of keeping track of all them too, um, along with us blue holders. But uh, what have been some of your favorite projects that have launched off of blue? I mean, I think understood unicorns, um, you know, it wasn't like a full 8,000 drop they they opened up a specific section of their minting just for blue holders um you know i think that project has some absolute legends operating it um you know terrence and and the team have a, a very strong background in in game development as well as design um so i was happy to see them kind of look towards the blue community and and you know put out an olive branch and say hey like we recognize that you guys should have um, some utility here. Um, that one's definitely my specific one. Um, I think I mentioned I like, earlier Fashion Week New York City, um, Blue like Girls. Blue Elves. Blue Elves is oh, so the true. Elves. The Elves was really That's... cool to see um, because it kind of went off of the beaten path of just using the same sort of uh, blueprint and changing up the text or using numbers or something and actually yeah. kind of you know created a character. Uh, yeah. and more pfp sort of deal there so that was really cool to see that project kind of go a different direction while still being uh kind of built off of blue yeah the blue elves <laughs> i i want to back up for a minute you know you guys all you know are big names now in the nft space but Huge. Uh, you know, tell us about your <laughs> tell us about your start, right? Uh, what are some of the first NFT projects that you guys, you know, each got involved in? Uh, you know, as we grow throughout this market. Uh, I started with uh, Namecoin, and uh, you know, way back. No, I, uh, I started with Top Shot actually. Like, yeah, like a lot I, of I would say a lot of the people that are like bigger names right now, probably a large percentage, all started on Top Shot. It was the you know, their first little like taste of what, what an NFT is. Um, and that was my start as well. And really? you start with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I was into crypto obviously before, before top shot and, you know, understood the ecosystem. But at the second I saw like, Oh wait, like why is nobody doing this? But like, why has nobody done this before? Um, and, and, you know, it kind of sucks that I wasn't like down in the weeds and like, you know, lurking in the like the real ecosystem and couldn't didn't see what was happening with, you know, uh, with punks. But like I had seen rare prepes, I had I had seen that before, and so I was like, let me research, let me jump into this. Um, and so after making a little bit of money on Top Shot and like me being really interested, um, I landed my first like real purchase was buying a um a mooncat from contract uh from somebody. And, you know, that being my first, like, oh, wait, there's, this is interesting. Like, I just spent a, a lot of money for this digital, you know, pixel cat, but like, 
there's like, I, I don't know, like something clicked. And when it clicked, I was just like, wow, I'm like, this is going to be, this is gonna be what I do the rest of my life. Like I knew it within, um, I, I want to say that night is when I was just like, holy shit, like this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I, I, go ahead. Oh, Dylan. Go ahead. Yeah. Hunter, you know, mentioned his start at Top Shot and I can recall a couple of FaceTimes with Hunter. I, th- I guess it was around New Year's, February time when he was trying to explain Top Shot to me because he had already kind of experienced some some success with it and was getting way more involved. And I, I used to work in basketball and sports, so it kind of struck a chord with me, but I still didn't quite understand it. Um, and he kept on, you know, badgering me and talking to me about it and trying to explain it to me. And I don't think it was really until, I guess I'm like a, a late starter here with, with the crew that we have here, but I guess it wasn't until late May when my brother was, uh, Hunter was, was really involved with eights. And I started just, you know, school had ended and I started spending a lot of time just um, taking in content, both that either Hunter was creating or other folks in the community. And that's what I always recommend to people that are interested in getting started or involved. Um, When they hit me up and they ask, what is going on with your Twitter? What's going on with this? I tell them that consuming content and learning and gaining an understanding that will allow you to then make more intelligent, ask more intelligent questions and continue to learn. That's the way, that's the way you got to go. And so I was kind of sitting on the sidelines, you know, sitting on my hands, I guess, for a couple of weeks there, months there, trying to understand the, the, the ecosystem, how things were, were moving, projects to invest in, just sort of getting my feet under myself until I finally made the first purchase. And my first purchase was actually an eight. It's not this one. Um, I traded up for this one, but my, my first, my first actual purchase was an eight. So. Nice. You know, top shot. was my first NFT project as well. I'm curious to hear, you know, thoughts from you guys, obviously top shot, you know, had a big success at the start of the year and it kind of dropped off. Do you think there's anything that Top Shot could have done differently at its peak to, to keep growing in the NFT market? 100%. 100%. I mean, Top Shot, Dapper Lab, like, they're great. Like, they're all, like, I think they they have amazing kind of, like, synergy. And they're working well with the NBA. And, and I think they're really, at their core, like, what they are. It's, I love it. Um, I, I think where we ran into an issue though was on supply and demand like there was an overwhelming amount of demand but the supply just got i think out of you know out of control for what we see um and people you know i think what keeps people coming is like hey i'm gonna make a profit and that's what it turned into it was a, a financial game instead of i want to collect this um and so what i think we're seeing now is a very quick kind of um transition back into how the traditional you know sports card market is right now where if it's not rare and it, it's just a uh, you know something you're gonna put in a sleeve and you know hey i have this but it's not sought after those those are it's gonna start to reflect that price you're not gonna be able to get 40 to 50 dollars for just a normal card out of a pack um I I do think that they have some opportunities with like you know completing sets and completing uh collections um 
I just I think they need to rework maybe the supply side. Like that's like the big thing um, here. I think if they ever did something with like utility and they started offering back to, you know, reward rewarding holders in certain ways um, or like they gave, they started to use this platform as a way for players to be empowered. Like how do I enter? Like if I'm, you know, Harden, how do I interact with my, my biggest collectors or my followers? How do I provide value to them? Do they get gear, merch, tickets? Um, I think, I think when they start to like look at it, from that way and not their traditional, Hey, this is just a collecting platform for cards that are digital now and into a, Hey, this is a, a system and it's an app and you can do X, Y, and Z. If you hold this, when that happens, that's when I think we really see top shot explode and come back. Yeah. That's Hunter, awesome. you nailed, nailed it right. The nail right in the head there with the supply and demand thing. It was, uh, it was really interesting to see the dynamics of that sort of play out right before my eyes. I mentioned I was kind of sitting on my hands there and, you know, kind of FOMOing and watching the incredible gains and profit that some of these people were able to make with early adoption. But yeah, I think they're, they're kind of starting to figure it out and, and the market is starting to reflect that transition and revalue those different uh, pieces based on the supply and demand there. So um yeah, I Great. think I think you nailed it. <laughs> I think the overall NFT market's going to go through that here in a little bit. Like I think um supply is exponentially increasing. Like every day you're you're having another creator come in who's going to make another project um and then they're going to put out one, two, three, four, a dozen, 10,000 even pieces. Um and so now what you have is consumers whose attention is being pulled in a million different directions. They're looking for where can I put my money? And I think a lot of people are starting to burn their hands on the pot a little bit when they're just saying, oh, oh, this is hyped up. Let me put money into it. Um, and I think what we'll start to see is people will start to say, okay, I'm not going to invest in anything just because people are tweeting about it. I need to know like, all right, is there somebody I can really trust? Or do I? how do I learn to understand like, what does a good team look like? What does a good roadmap look like? Is that an attainable roadmap? Um, do I like the art where like, will this benefit me? Do I see this around in five years? And so you start to see, I think a lot of consumers wisen up, um, and it's going to get, you're just going to have a lot of stuff still coming out, but the, the best of the best is going to have to really, um, stand out for, for consumers to buy in. Um, I think a bear market, you know, I'm not, I don't want one, but I, I don't think a bear market would be bad because it's definitely going to make builders build it'll send away a lot of the cheap people that are here just for the money when it gets hard. Um, and we'll see a lot of great things come out of a bear market. Um, I definitely don't want one, but you know, that's just my, <laughs> my read on it. Absolutely. Uh, so switching back to blue really quick. So let's talk a little bit about the discord, right? So the discord, if I'm not mistaken, was created by the community. Do you guys talk to the mods or do you have any uh, association with the uh, discord, uh, the blue discord? Dude, I, I, I will admit that I do not interact with the Blue Discord nearly as much as I should. Uh, and I, I don't, uh, there's just so, dude, there's so many Discords that I'm in. It's, it's like insane. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was trying to explain to my wife, it's like, uh, on the weekend, like on Friday and Saturday night, uh, you know, I've got kids, so I stay home and my wife goes to bed. And then I, uh, I, I get my THC pills and I, I have some beer 
and then I go on Discord, and that's how I spend my night. Uh, but it's like, you know, it, it's like you're in a you're you're in multiple parties at the same time in different places with different people, but some of the same people, but different conversations. <laughs> and like, you got to switch. Like, if you're active in in several of them, you know, there's a, a crazy amount of attention that you got to spend. Uh, but it's exciting, you know, when shit's popping off in multiple discords. But it's it's uh it's so much to keep track of uh, that it, it it really makes it difficult to be a meaningful participant in more than a handful of discords. Um, and even like ones that I love, like Hunter's Discord and the Apes Discord, like I I have not been in there and interacting as much as I really have been in the past just because uh you know my attention is getting focused elsewhere yeah it's yeah i'll I'll echo the same sort of thing it's um i think the discord notification noise is ingrained in my head for better or worse (laughs) um i think i heard hunters when we were he was we were on a call earlier and i heard his chime through the mic and sent shivers through my body um (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, managing that attention there, I'm kind of the same way. Like I, we, we don't have any really, we, we didn't create the discord. Uh, it's an amazing, ginormous community. Um, I'll pop in there every once in a while, but for the most part, like you know, we've been working on a lot of stuff for blued in the background, which maybe we'll get to touch on in a little yes. bit for what's coming up. Uh, you know, we talked about the fun we've been spending so much time vetting a lot of these different submissions and trying to plan our, our next move there. But, you know, as much as I would love to spend a larger portion of my time in there uh, and messaging folks, I think I've been spending a lot more of my time trying to figure out, you know, the next, what we're working on right now with the Blute Fund and sort of trying to return some of that value in a different way than just sort of chilling in there, hanging out. Like, I think the mods have done a great job. They've built that community like crazy. When I went in there and I saw it was over 20,000 people, I had to do a triple check. Like that number is huge and amazing to see. But uh, yeah, for me, like popping in there every once in a while, making sure everything is going okay. And if I get, you know, mentioned there, answering some questions, but honestly spending a lot of more of my time uh, kind of, kind of in the shadows working on uh, stuff behind blue is kind of the way that I've been rolling. So. Nice. So I want to touch base on a little bit about the NFT uh, environment as a whole right now. Right. So we talked about it a little bit earlier. So how early are we in the evolution of NFTs? I'm curious to hear from you guys. There's a tweet that we saw that we want to post up here. Um, so let's see if we can get it on screen here. Um, God, so I hope wait, it's not one of my tweets. No, oh, no, God. no. It's just talking <laughs> about NFT community as a whole. So the most popular NFT marketplace, OpenSea, has 200,000 users. Most popular NFT game, Axie, has 1 million users. DeFi, which is currently much larger than NFTs, has 10 million users. Minecraft, a single game, has 600 million users. We are early. How do you guys feel about this uh, in the space that we're in right now? I, I mean, I don't know. I think we're early. I don't know how you don't <laughs> think we're early, like as a technology, like what are, what are NFTs? I think the one thing that um, really makes me like kind of step back and go, whoa, isn't the number of users like, yeah, it's very small. And I think it's very niche, but like 
it's when I start to think about like, what are we using NFTs for? Are we really utilizing what a smart, smart contract can, can do? I think we're just scratching the surface. And so that's when I go like, holy shit, like what happens when, you know, Richard from Manifold or like one of these like amazingly smart minds comes out and just goes like, well, did you ever think of this? And like pulls the cover off something and you're like, wait, you can do that. And it like opens up a whole new industry or a whole new way of like, utilizing art or consume like that's what i'm really excited for um so i i just think that we are we're probably 12 to 24 months out from seeing this start to be like known by most people like i can still say oh i i own nfts and you know the average person just has no idea what i'm talking about whereas if i say oh i own ethereum and bitcoin or crypto they're like oh yeah i've heard of it um so i think we still have another year or two years to go until it's like known um, but I do think that this exponentially enters every single part of our life and everything that we do as we become a digital, you know, a digital world, a digital economy. I just, uh, would you say that we're my... like, would you say yeah. that we're like innovators or early adopters? Like, I know we see a lot of that, like product adoption curve thrown out there and people have differing opinions kind of like, yes, we understand the, the idea and the cliche. We are early, but how early? I, I mean, like, one, so you, I, I still think you, we're in that, like, innovators, like, very, very, very early. Yeah, I mean, like, 2017 stuff is, like, truly, like, they were cutting edge, like, pushing it, like, building. And I still think, I still get that feeling of, like, you know, there is no Shopify level thing where you can just go and say, oh, I want to make a project. Here's code, do it, and, like, stand up a project. Whereas, like, if I want to go stand up an e-com store, it takes me five minutes um we haven't gotten to that level yet so yeah like i i think i don't know dylan like that's a good question actually um i wouldn't put a tag on it i'd really just put a like here's what like really just the landscape looks like and when you start to look at what is you know sports ticketing look like in five years i don't like nfts will be involved in some way um what does gaming look like in five years nfts will be in like everything will be an nft in my opinion um i think things that are like ownership related maybe like housing car title stuff like i think that is that's further out and that's going to be like the real thing where you know regulators and you know really changing the system that's been there um is going to be the slowest to adopt but it's going to happen in my opinion i i i want to add on to that i just retweeted some thoughts that i've made back in august about how early we are so if anybody wants to check out my twitter account they can see those thoughts awesome what advice would you guys give you know for new people getting into nfts you know you guys mentioned you know kind of going uh via top shot which top shot you know has some different pricing levels you don't have to worry you know about uh ethereum conversion stuff like that so what advice would you give for people, you know, that are new to NFTs, maybe don't have a ton of capital and just looking to get their toes wet. Mm, I mean, patience. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I mean, like, learn, like join discord, uh, find, find some people on Twitter that you vibe with that seem to know what, what they're doing, or at least are, are, are co- coherent, uh, follow them. There, there's some nice lists like, uh, D's has a, a nice NFT, uh, Twitter list that's, that's good to follow. Um, <laughs> Hunter's your tweet. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what? He just wants to double up on me on Twitter followers so bad. He had to show his Twitter on a Benzinga. I and mean, I like the audacity the, of I that. I wish I wish I wish so I wish, yeah. I wish my camera was on because when he did that, I literally had like the face palm so hard. Like, <laughs> okay, let's share. Let's share everybody's Twitter here for for fairness. So. <laughs> Those are my thoughts. Um, I just I didn't feel like repeating my thoughts because I, I they're 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 true in August as they were today. So yeah, I mean, I just I don't. I, there has yet to be a point here where I've been like, oh yeah, like you know, it's going mainstream and like things are happening. Like I. I can see what's happening on like the higher hiring level for like some of these tech companies and like even non-tech companies. And like, they still don't have a roadmap. They don't have a plan. They don't even like understand it. Um, you know, some of these, even like news networks and, and TV networks, I, I see what's happening there. And like, it's just, they, they have a couple people, like three or four people that are very, very tech savvy. And they're like screaming at the top of their lungs, like do NFTs, like look at web three, like, what what can we do? And like the executives are like, huh, like, you know, let, let us know in like 12 months how that plays out. And, you know, maybe we'll think about it. I, I think that there will be some very early adopters who, um, you know, accept that there's going to be risk. They might hurt their brand a little bit. They might make a mistake. They might lose some money. Um, but there will be few that come out of that and they just kill it. And because they, they took on that risk, they win. Um, and for the people that are starting out, on the consumer side, like I always say the best thing that you could buy first starting out isn't an NFT, even it's a notebook, like go grab a notebook, get in a bunch of different discords, get on Twitter, um, you know, start researching OpenSea, look at the market every day, make notes. And then in three weeks, two weeks, whatever you feel comfortable when you're like, Oh wait, look, look, this project meets X, Y, and Z for my, like what I've researched over the last couple of weeks. Those all did well. And this should do too, because like that fits my investment theory. Um, or you'll be looking at a project and be like, Hey, I've been studying squiggles for the last like, you know, month. And this squiggle is mispriced because you know, it, it should not be priced this way. And you can act on that. Um, you cannot open up an open C project and just be like, huh? All right. That's mispriced. Like within 10 seconds, if you're just getting into this space, because I think it is overwhelming. Do you have a particular notebook brand that you recommend, Hunter? Moleskin. <laughs> really? I was going to say yeah. Mead. I like a just old school. No, I, I'm strictly Moleskin. Uh, the official pen of Hunter Orell um, is the Papermate Enjoy <laughs> Gel. It's a 0.7. Uh, you know, I just think they're great and they, they glide Do very well. Do you really write? Do you really write things? Yeah. No, I have, I have notebooks. I have, I mean, I, Dude, I, I'm, I a, a- I'm the kind of guy who like, I like having that physical where I can just kind of like nah, put down that. ideas, grab things, nah. write it down, draw. Dude, I went to the bank to open a, a business bank account. I had to fill out all these forms and uh, my hand hurt like after three of them. Cause oh, like, it's, <laughs> it's just like in the, the handwriting, it just got worse and worse. And eventually the, the, the bank lady was like, uh, she was like, "Let me help you with those." And she like took over them. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I, I was, it, it was uh, illegible. Like, that's some good psyops though like don't want to (laughs) write well i i think she wanted to actually be able to read uh the important data that i was completing you guys mentioned some of the things to to look for with projects i'm curious if you can share 
any uh, red flags or any items that you guys, you know, see with projects, don't, you know, please don't name projects if you don't want to, but <laughs> any uh, red flags or items you see with these NFTs that, you know, make you just uh, stay away or throw caution into the... Uh, yeah, red flags. Uh, I tweeted about this two days ago, remember? The spam? Yeah. yeah, I mean, spam is like the worst one right now. It's like, if you send... If you're, if you're, I don't know, I don't, I don't care how it happens. Like, I don't care if you're having, having an, uh, an invite contest, which is lame. I hate Discord that have invite contests yeah, for whitelisting. Because uh, it, it's like, it's just spam. Like, it just encourages spam. I mean, you could, you could restrict it maybe or have the, I don't know, have the, the quality of people that you refer or something be. Uh, utilize for your whitelist but yeah i just get like a shitload of spam on discord about new projects and it's all the same cookie cutter like bullshit text it's like you missed b-a-y-c and sometimes even misspelled b-a-y-c which is insane <laughs> uh, and it's or it's like have fun staying poor if you missed this one and uh it's just some like shitty yeah project. i think i think anything that like goes to try to create like a hype cycle or make you feel like you're going to miss something that's a red flag to me but i think the one that i'm i'm most like you know passionate about and making sure that new people getting into the space understand is that a red flag to me is a roadmap that sounds so good like if i see a roadmap and they're like we're going to create a metaverse a video game and there's going to be apparel and we're going (laughs) to send a puppy to the moon and like (laughs) <laughs> and they're just going crazy. Like, I actually, I'm more bullish when I find a, a project and then like the roadmap is like, we're going to do this. We're going to start up a thing where we have like a couple wearables for the metaverse. They're very, you know, that's not too hard to do. Um, we're going to work on this game. The game is going to take 12 months. Here's the first checkpoint. And we've already begun here. Like if, if there is a game, I want to make sure every single person on that team has experience of like 10 years in the gaming industry. Um, like I kind of go back to like uninterested unicorns. The only reason I even talked about them is I looked at their backgrounds. I was like, oh, these are guys that can actually execute and they have a like decent roadmap and it's achievable. Whereas if I go and I find like, I'm going to make one up and I I hope it's not, you know, a project, but if I find like squiggly lion heads or something and like they're squiggly, they're talking about how they're going to make a game and it's going to be like lions fighting and your nft is like you know the attributes and like you know as your you win stuff like if they're they're pitching all this and they're all anons and we don't know their background and they're like oh but we've done it before and it's like well who are you can you do it like that's a red flag to me i want to like really be able to vet if you're gonna like claim they're gonna make a game um so you know roadmap is just an idea make sure it's executable and you know attainable and not not just a, a pipe dream Somewhere yeah, out and, there right now, someone's making squiggly lion heads, probably, just so you know. Oh, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry if, if I funded your project. <laughs> yeah, I also, the like, I, just... wanted to add on, I was going to say, you know, so many people, we talk about making bets on the jockey and not the horse, but not forgetting to vet that jockey. I think we've seen a couple situations where the jockey is not who we think that they are. There was uh, one specific example where this person was, you know, the the project leader was like verified on Twitter and had, 
50,000 plus followers and it looks really, really great. The engagement on tweets look great, but you know, a lot of that's pretty fakeable. Like it's not that hard to get verified yeah. on Twitter. It's not that hard to send Twitter bots to, uh, you know, farm engagement on posts and things like that. So what might look really nice on the surface isn't the case all the time. So doing your due diligence, doing your own research, looking into those people behind the project or that person behind the project uh, is extremely important. Just want to make that note. Are you, are you talking about Mist Cop? Dylan? I played the fifth. No, yeah, I mean, that was... I, <laughs> no, I, mean, I, I just no, mentioned dude, that like, because you and Hunter were involved in that. And I yeah, think we, like, we, we perpetrated amazing, that. You know, yeah, we were, yeah, we were a, kind of perpetrators slash victims of it. Um, so it's like, you know, we could fuck up too, for sure. You know, I fuck up all the time. Uh, especially with my wife. Fuck up a lot. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it is uh, it is very very important to do your own research and uh, not not just blindly follow. Even even people like me who seem to have it all, you know, the money, the looks, the nice <laughs> the nice eyes and calves. You know, I got all that, but that doesn't mean I'm right all. The... <laughs> I see. Uh, but like. Hot. But yeah, you gotta like you gotta go to the Discord, and uh, if you see like the Discord has like ten thousand members, and it's like seemingly pop, popped up overnight, then yeah, that's, that's a big ass red flag. Yeah, um, I mean but, numbers mean nothing. It, it yeah. really comes down like look at the masses. Like it's the same way. Like if some one person tweets, oh, like buy this, it's gonna do well. I will go and like I will just look at comments of stuff. Like, is there a community like around it? Is there people commenting on Discord on stuff like? If I see like the masses are all talking about it and the general census is that, hey, this is a good project and people like it and they're, you know, it seems to be vetted well, like that's a good sign to me instead of like, hey, these three influencers talked about this project and nobody seems to know about it or care. Like that's a gr that's even a better signal to me where it's like, all right, like they got paid an ETH to tweet about it and nobody really cares about it. So it'll have a bunch of these flippers come in. They'll try to make profit. They might not. I'm just going to stay a mile away. Yeah. And it's okay to like miss stuff, you know, like you're going to miss. I miss projects all the time, you know, cause there's just like so much. And, and if you are truly into that, like hardcore flipping mentality, um, then you're going to miss stuff. And, and you're also probably going to get burnt on those sorts of projects. If you're not very, very up to speed on what the market is doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about like just just going back to the, the the vetting. Like, just join the Discord. You know, if I see a project that I'm at all remotely interested in, the first thing I'll do is join the Discord, and you know that that leads me to having like a hundred active servers. But it is important. But I think before spending a cent to go into the Discord and see what people are up to and how they're communicating and what the community's like at that point. Um, before you you buy anything, because that will a lot of times tell you everything you need to know. You you mentioned maybe a, a teaser or two of, you know, what's ahead for Blute. So I just want to follow up with that. You know, uh, what's ahead for, for Blute? Can we get any uh, sense of some new items to, today on the show? Are, are we... We've teased guys. it on Twitter. We've, yeah. So... Um, I mean, it's, it's clearly cock rings, right? Right. <laughs> like actual actual wearable cock rings 
that but he's not joking. Of, yeah, he's not joking. Yeah, that is <laughs> of, of kind of what's what's coming here. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah, go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, no, I think we can kind of tease it. So we've been talking about this a little bit on Twitter, very, very vaguely, but Blue Drip, our merch drop, and sort of kind of lottery drop system for Blue holders. So in the you know spirit of community we actually are working with an artist straight out of the blue community who caught our attention with some of the designs he was making around the blue ecosystem and so we're going to be coming out with um seven or eight different merch variants which are actually uh, erc 1155 tokens and so these tokens are actually art themselves and they feature you know the artist's interpretation kind of of what the blue character may look like and the character then is wearing uh, uh, types of merch, so like a hat, a t-shirt, a hoodie, with the actual uh, corresponding Design. art on those yeah. on the tokens. Right. So a long-winded way of saying that whatever token you receive in your wallet, the merch within that piece of art is what you would be able to redeem for the physical actual uh, merch item. So kind of flipping merch drops on their head with what we've seen in the community, you know, just like instead of a Shopify website with, you know, buy four shirts, if you own the token, uh, kind of gamifying it a little bit and and allowing people to then trade these tokens and and swap tokens for the merch item that they may want. So that's what we have coming. Uh, It was really, really awesome to work with artists in the community. Like his art blew us away. He kind of just started tweeting a couple things and, immediately dm'd him we're like dude this stuff is amazing (laughs) like how can we work with you and i've been spending a lot of time talking to him he's based in singapore and so there's you know a little bit of um uh not not like language barrier but you know the the time difference and everything like that and recently we've just been like talking to him or i've been talking to him and just like talking about life and everything and how he kind of wants to like quit his his day job right now and really get into nfts and it is so awesome to be able to kind of reward him, let his art kind of get out there and let people see his amazing talent and work. And so we're really excited to, to kind of see this into, into fruition. Yeah, you guys are like best friends now. Yeah, me and Nick are we're tight, man. Like, you're talking <laughs> about his family and everything. Like, uh, just like his day job and everything. Like, it, it's awesome. Like, what started out is just like, hey, cool art. Like, can we make a deal here? It has turned into like, one of my good friends like i consider him a very very close friend so yeah I, I think for a lot of the people that have thrown followed and impatience out there and said like we've walked away from the project and we're not doing anything with it are 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 pretty wrong um the people that say like beagle's worthless and you know they might be right because what we said is like everything is basically worthless but like i i don't think you look at us and see like hey we just did it we pumped and dumped it like because there was no pump and dump like it was free um but i think i think what we have coming up is you know is interesting stuff so you know again be patient (laughs) yeah that's kind of what i've gathered from this um you know the whole project now people wanted a quick pump you know since it pumps so fast you know people wanted that same return but it's great to hear that you guys are working behind the scenes do you guys have an estimated uh time for the merch as far as any any deadlines the next couple of weeks? I mean, the art's done. The back end sort of word, word creation and everything is 
yeah, it's very, very, it's very soon. Um, yeah, I don't want to I mean, give an exact date because there yeah, is no, like, no, you can't give an yeah. exact date on it. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I think the big thing here is that a lot of people aren't putting value on the fact that because stuff isn't rushed, like things have been audited, they've been tested. We've looked at the 10 different ways things can go wrong and we've identified them and found solutions. Like a lot of these projects that are like, Hey, we're rushing this out the door and we're going to like take your money. They do it and then they either have drop issues or they have like people get upset because things weren't thought through. Like we're taking time to like make sure things are done correctly and that there's no way something goes incorrectly and like a member feels like they've been, you know, screwed. Absolutely. Yeah, I love hearing that. Uh, Anything else you guys have in the works besides the merch that, you know, people can expect not anytime soon, but just anything you guys are working on any collaborations or anything like that. Nothing, nothing that we can talk about. Got it. Okay. Um, So tell us a little bit more. So what are you guys' thoughts on, you know, minting projects right now, gas wars, you know, and you know, what separates the most successful mint from the least successful mints? Dylan, uh, Dylan, Dylan did something cool for mitigating yeah. gas wars. I, I, yeah, yeah I think, so um, I, I could talk maybe a little bit. I'm not pumping bags here, but uh, <laughs> well, there is no bag to pump. But like, right, I mean, like, right, right. I, so so it does, you don't have to bring up what project it was for, but just like okay, talk on okay. like. Sure. Yeah. So, um, damn, I I fucking hate gas wars. I'll just start out by saying that. Damn. So there's a better way to do this, right? And at least. You know, go. This is not the perfect way to do it, but I hope that what I talk about here is kind of a step in the right direction. And I am, yeah, that it, gas is terrible. We need to eliminate it. Um, love that. Uh, so there needs to be a way to reward early community adopters for a specific project. Uh, you know, sometimes a project gets attention. People hundreds of thousands of people flood into a discord and then you know the, the early adopters are kind of forgotten about and they're just a normal person and they're kind of caught up in the the gas wars for for minting a project there's nothing to benefit for for kind of being early there in most cases and so something that i piloted recently is a whitelisting system for discord servers that allows discord members given a specific role to whitelist a specific address for uh, a project and then have early minting access. And this is all automated within a Discord server. You know, you query a, a command within a channel, uh, a, a bot DMs you, you fill out uh, a quick, well, you don't fill out, you, you literally just DM the bot uh, your address that you want to whitelist, uh, your Discord username, role, and then address are fed into a database. And then you hand off that CSV or JSON file uh, you know, in, in the work that you're doing in the back end to kind of have those addresses ready to go to whitelist. And then you have like a 24 to 48 hour minting period for those whitelisted addresses. And you're really, really giving a lot of value and rewarding those early adopters uh, of your community, assuming that you have, you know, the roles within that server uh, for those early adopters. And so, I like to, th- it's not a perfect solution. Uh, you know, we, we ran this pilot recently and I think I didn't leave my computer for like 24 hours trying to put out fires and, you know, the Man, Discord, server that, ass that day. The Discord yeah. server doubled and we kind of 
broke Discord's. We didn't break their API, but we exceeded the the limit for their bots. And I think I went through ten different iterations of the bot because it kept on getting flagged for spam because of the hundreds of thousand requests it was receiving to whitelist uh, different addresses. But now those people that were able to you know get through and amidst the madness of I guess whitelisting. So instead of gas wars, we had a whitelist wars. So maybe well. Maybe, <laughs> well, well, hang on though, because like it wasn't it, it was a whitelist war for the 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 newcomers, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. So the so... people that were there, the OGs and the slow Gs, uh, they they still they they did not have to engage in this war. Right, right, right. yeah. I think if we had had that fully go out to the you know the 555 mints and like 555 of the og slow g's had done it we wouldn't have had like this you know rush for the remaining like whitelist spots and then you know gone to that random selection but i think i think the big thing here is like if you do have that demand and you can fill up that whitelist and you're saying hey each person gets one mint we're gonna guarantee it it doesn't matter what time zone you live in you'll have two days so like let's say you're even away from your, your computer for a day um, you can just hop on and be like, hey, gas is too high right now and I'm tired. I'm going to go take a nap and wake up and see if it's lower. Like that, like that is such a luxury to having a new project launch where the current status of it is, hey, it launches at noon. And if I'm not there at noon, I can't mint. And I'm going to have to pay, you know, maybe even over like double what mint price is to just get one. And like, that's, that's not rewarding the creators. That's not rewarding the people who want to buy. That's rewarding miners essentially like for just being miners and being there like it it makes it all you know now it's burning but like you know it doesn't really reward um anybody uh and it sucks and the people with the most eth and who are willing to just burn it are the ones who you know uh get reward in that scenario yeah yeah and and like i don't understand why it needs to be uh, a drop time like these these projects they shouldn't they shouldn't they should last you know they should they should persist and like when you make the drop for your project need to happen on a specific time and uh encourage fomo like i don't think it does anything healthy for the longevity of your project because it's just we've seen we've seen encouraging madness right we've seen issues for it not only on the side of people the people trying to mint but the actual projects and the developers right they're scrambling trying to get this stuff up then they're spending three or four hours to fix an issue then they're causing those people to have to wait an additional three to four hours past this time that they've set for people they're wasting their time wasting their day like (laughs) setting a time for for anything like that just yeah i i agree i'm I'm loving the people in chat that are saying we're uh we're anons and not showing our faces. Um, I mean, like Dylan's full name is literally up here. <laughs> I mean, I have Go a YouTube channel. Like, right, like, like we're we're not anon in any way. I'm sorry. I just gotta call that out because that always cracks me up. I'm just um, ugly, so that's why I'm not showing my face. <laughs> you gotta remember, we do have some viewers who uh, are are new to NFTs and crypto, and they're here for you know stock coverage. So you know, Benzinga started with stocks and now we've expanded you know into crypto and also nfts and that's part of this show right is all about 
educating people on what NFTs are, you know, talking different projects, doing these interviews, you know, we're not here to, to shill anything. We're just here to, you know, have open conversations, but yeah, you're, you're always going to get the people in the chat. I mean, we've had teams on that have been anonymous before. So, you know, yeah, pay attention, no attention to those comments in the chat. Who's well, cat is yeah, that? I, I, I think cat. I think the best part oh is so like <laughs> Trevor's cat. <laughs> um, you know, I think I think one of the best parts of this though, and and for maybe the newcomers to understand this is that you know when you look at where we're operating, like Twitter and Discord. Um, if if I just have it as my face, yeah, I can have like a brand, and people that know me already will be like, oh, that's Hunter. But when I have an ape or you know a pudgy penguin or a punk or or whatever it might be as my profile photo it's almost like this it's a social signal you know device it lets people know oh he he's in that community he was either early or he's you know very active he um or he had the money to to ape in at this point like it's very much a signaling device um so when i you know hop in a room and they see my ape people go oh okay like this is this is somebody i guess like you know or if i jump into a, a room and I, I change my uh icon to like uh, you know the v friend that i own those people be like oh he's one of us he owns he's involved um i think it's just that's kind of where we're moving to like as a community where when you go to a bar in a couple years i 100% guarantee you at some point you will pull out your phone and be like look at what i have in my wallet like this is who i am and like a guy will look and be like yo that's dope you have an oni force and a, a board ape yacht club and like you, like you were around like you're an og you're cool like i i really think that that's kind of where we're heading to absolutely what are some of the best discords that you guys think for new people that they can follow so they can learn more about nfts or you know twitter accounts or any tools that you recommend um well i mean self shill here i would keep an eye on and and not to like follow us but keep an eye on what me dylan and tropo will be announcing i guess later this week um definitely definitely a lot of big announcement in the works here but outside of like our group i would look at people yeah it's it's it'll be those twitter alerts man set those twitter alerts um it's actually huge (laughs) um massive i I don't think people it's actually gonna be massive like he's not like just blowing gas no i'm not i'm not um outside of us i would say like d's is an amazing person to follow um i i like engaging with him i think he's a wealth of knowledge uh puts out really good vibes um who else like you know jacob the nft attorney um absolute amazing guy g funk um who is the head of pixel vault he doesn't tweet a bunch but like he's going to probably start talking a lot and well hang on you know, you, wait hang on you said you weren't going to shill don't you have a bet that you're going to get g funk's <laughs> follower count to over no no there is no bet. But i'm, I'm, I'm kind of just like looking through who i've engaged with recently like mm. um i mean there's so many like I, I think there's the best thing that people can do to like I go really find these people Zeneca's newsletter Zeneca, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, don't forget Beanie or Gary V or uh, Gary V. Loopify or oh, DC Investor, DC, DC Investor, yeah, DCL uh, um, Blogger, Axie King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Axie, Axie ben King's Jan, a follow. Richard with an E. Uh, Real Allen Henna. 
Von Mises. I mean, Captain like Trippy. <laughs> yeah, Andy from Fractional's great. So Twitter or money? Discord? Where would be like if if someone's new to NFTs, where would you recommend they spend most of their time? Twitter or Discord? Because I know there's both. yeah, both. there's Alpha and both. both for sure. Yeah, no, equal times in both. They both have different purposes. Like, you know, Twitter's for uh, meeting people and uh, sharing and and having some kind of cross project, cross community discussion. And Discord for me is like just just hanging out. I, I mostly use Discord for hanging out with you know pals and just just kind of rapping, um, and, and separately like just kind of finding out about things. Like I tend to find out about things on Discord first, and then share it on Twitter. So uh, it, it it seems like Discord is where information travels the fastest. So if you can find a good place that you uh, right. if, if you're into like actually obtaining information about new projects, like Discord, I think is the place to do it. Um, of course, like I said, if you're interested in buying into Apparently, a project, uh, join the not Discord to for that project. But I, I've just Triple been told what about Pranksy. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, yeah, Pranksy. yeah. I like I like Pranksy. I, I, I you know Pranksy's blocked me, but I I like Pranksy. Um, no hate there. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, I, I just you know, I I think. Why did wait? Why did he block you? I I think because of Blue. Honestly, oh, like really? I Blute you know, envy. Blue Blue launched, and then I woke up the next morning without. I, I don't think I even tweeted anything. I just woke up blocked. <laughs> you got a shrapnel um, block for sure. Yeah, I I was I was part of you know I hit by block shrapnel on that yeah. one. Um, <laughs> What were you? Uh, what were you? What was this big thing you're you're interrupting? Oh yeah, roadmap 2.0 apparently just came out. Somebody yeah, someone just mentioned Board Ape has roadmap oh, 2.0 no tweet way. out wow. right now. Where where oh, is boy. it? Let's pull Whoa. it up. Let's, this, this is perfect. Let's talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Let's pull yeah. It dude, it holy shit! Wow, this is dude. It's an actual fucking map. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> Miami <laughs> Clubhouse IRL IRL. Oh shit. Oh shit. Wait, where? where a, it, I no, I haven't found it. Bar. Somebody linked me this shit. Do uh, twitter.com slash board APYC. Right there in the, the private chat, too, as well. Oh man, the IRL clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a mobile competition? Oh, dude, wait. Whoa, look at this. 8 Fest, NYC, 1031 to 1116. Let's go. Oh. There it is. Oh, wow. Do you see what they're doing on that? They're, they're, There's the yacht. The yacht. They're parting an actual yacht. Are we allowed to talk about that? Or I, I mean, I don't think so. But I mean, it's in the it's in the roadmap. There, there's it's a, in the roadmap. Ape, it, yeah, there's an ape fest. There's an ape fest. <laughs> yeah, this dude. I'm like blowing my I'm blowing my my mind right now. So initial not, thoughts. Like, not listed collabs, partnerships, and dope shit. We don't want to be front run on it. So <laughs> the bottom corner there. So more to come, man. That, that's exciting. Good call out in the chat there, whoever dropped uh, Roadmap 2.0. Uh, I, yeah. I'm curious, uh, some thoughts from you guys on, you know, some of the other big projects. So, you know, one of the big news items for, for CryptoPunks, right, was they signed a deal. Larva Lab signed a deal with UTA, one of the leading talent agencies. And they're in talks to, you know, try to monetize that NFT 
Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on a talent agency connecting with an NFT project? Is that, you know, a positive? Does it take away from a big project like this? Does it, you know, kind of hurt the community? What are your thoughts? Uh, I, dude, I would love, I would love to have an agent personally, um, because then my, my, I will become more attractive to my wife. So I think it's a positive personally. I mean, so when, when I look at UTA and CAA and these other deals, um, you know, I, I think, I think what we're going to see happen here is a lot of these projects and these brands that are being built right now are looking for ways to now, get out of this ecosystem that we've built this almost like barrier of like, Hey, are you an NFT person? Great. Like we, we all know who each other is. We've all seen it. And the next big step here is breaking out into the world of, okay, the kids that, um, you know, just watch college football and know nothing about NFTs. How do I, how do I like get in front of them and make them interested in what I'm doing? How do I make the people that, you know, follow, I don't know, like a, a cooking show, be interested in what I'm doing. Um, or just like anything, like bring them into our community. If they like it, great. They stay. If they don't, they leave. Um, and so I think UTA, CA are going to offer these opportunities for, you know, punks to either, you know, do their own movie, to have collaborations, to, to work with, you know, influencers in ways. Um, I'm assuming they're going to do it in ways that benefit the community and are not cash grabby because that's just, you know, the vibe I get. Um, and I think that UTA just has a, you know, a plethora of tools and people at their disposal that they can use. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I don't, I don't see any negatives there. Um, and I think you'll probably over the next, you know, two weeks here, see a lot of other projects start to sign these, these agency deals, um, because the agencies are, are at this point right now, they're literally, they have digital, digital asset, um, departments or digital goods departments, and they're just trying to onboard as many as they can. They want to get the best of the best. Uh, another big project, obviously, you know, Board Ape. We just talked about Roadmap 2.0. We just had the big auction, right, where someone bought 101 Board Apes. Um, you guys have any uh, any guesses or predictions on maybe who the buyer was there and what their plans could be for for buying this lot of apes? It could be anybody. I mean, anything I say is just pure speculation. Um, it could just be a person that wants to have a large, you know, a large, uh, you know, collection of them. It could be an agency, a creative studio, Disney that wants to have, you know, the the creative rights to all these to do something with. Um, it could be a, you know, tech company with, you know, it could be fractional for all we know, and they want to take it and fractionalize a collection. So, you know, anything I say or I think anybody says is just pure pre-speculation. Um, I think we'll have to wait and see. Uh, probably won't be something that we find out, you know, in the next 24 hours here. But I'm sure within the next, you know, two years, we'll, we'll have an idea. Because yeah, I mean, nobody that was, does that. Nobody that, does that purchase. And then they just go, cool, I did this. That was my prediction was I think a media company. I mean, I, I've followed stocks for a long time where we have this huge war going on for, you know, original content, streaming, theatrical releases. And to me, I mean, the the price that they could pay to acquire the 101 apes, I mean, I feel like a media company, that's a no-brainer. But again, that's just me speculating. But, um, you know, Dylan, Tropo, any uh, thoughts on, on the auction? 
Um, it could uh, be that guy Kazoma Medici, right? He probably bought him. Yeah, I was gonna say Snoop Dogg, but yeah, <laughs> isn't he Snoop Dogg? Didn't, wasn't there a tweet about that? <laughs> yeah, Snoop Dude, said I, he was right. <laughs> I have no, I have, I have no idea what that's about. Like, I don't even know who that is. I, 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 I missed that one completely. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing it's like that's uh, a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah, I. I'm just thinking it's some rich crypto guy, probably is my guess, who just wants some massive exposure to apes because they're awesome. Uh, so we talk a lot about, you know, blue chip NFTs. Um, you know, we have, you know, the board apes, punks, cool cats. You know, what are some of your guys' favorite blue chips and what are some that you think can become blue chips in the next, you know, couple of years that are being maybe overlooked by the community? I think the one that we're seeing play out right now in front of our eyes is Cool Cats um, solidifying as a, as a blue chip. Um, you know, I think I think they're putting a lot of time into their roadmap and the tokenomics and making sure it's handled correctly. They've been very slow and cautious to yeah. enter into any collaborations or deals. Um, the art is good. It's neutral. It can be, you know, they can go any direction. So I'm very bullish there. Um, I would consider that a blue chip now. Um, you know, I think there's blue chips within our blocks. Is our blocks curated overall a blue chip? Um, to an extent, yes. Uh, but I think there are some things that like just will never ever lose lose value um, within that ecosystem. Others, I think they're still kind of trying to find their their market, you know, pricing and fit and what you know are they sought after. Um, and we'll have to kind of let that play out a little bit longer for you know. For anything that happened there, I'm not going to make any other comments than that. But um, I think Oni Force is like when I start to look at like what what could become a blue chip. Oni Force, I just saw it pop in the chat there. Like Oni Force is one that I look at and say, well, depending on what their next steps are and how that that plays out, that could very well become a blue chip. Um, so I is my eyes on that one. Um, I don't know. I would like, say I, like I would say, Metahero has a lot of potential to. to oh, true. Yeah, that. Metahero and Punk's comic is just. I mean, it's blue, blue chip. It's a blue chip of blue chips, in my opinion. When you look at like what is to come and like what are they planning? Who is the team? Um, you know, G Funk is probably one of the best executors in the space right now. Um, again, with the Twitter followers, dude. Again. I, you know, but no, like, I, I honestly think like when I, when I look at people I respect, I put, you know, I, I think Beanie is a great executor. He's an, you know, purely just an investor in Punk's comic and, and Pixel Vault. But like, I, I know that when I look at G Funk in five years from now, is he on an island sipping mojitos or is he building still? And he's building still. Um, he has a vision. He's going to do everything he can to, you know, bring value to the holders. He's done that for the last, you know, six months since his launch. Um, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, I uh, I do. I own two meta heroes. I just want to be clear with with what I do own. That's what I do. I have two meta heroes uh, and three punks comics. And a couple. I, of I should also people. disclose that I hold a lot of stuff from them. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> But, but like, but I mean, I I'm not. I'm not I trying to like get it. you to go like buy yes. this. I'm saying no, more no, like, no. I I believe in you know the vision there. So you know, I've made a large financial commitment to them. 
Uh, what else is potential? Like, I think things like cyber thongs are really sweet. Like, there's they're obviously like insanely valuable, but the 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 quantity of like the the original cyber thong collection is so low that it it makes it very difficult for new people to get in. Um, um what else? I mean, Board Ape Yacht Club, Mutant Mutant Yacht Club. Um, oh man, I was I, there's a project called Lazy Lions. I was real. I mean, I was really close on that. I yeah, that's scary. I should not have picked an animal. Um, <laughs> as soon as you pick an animal, there's like a ninety percent exactly. chance that someone's done it. So, all right, uh, well guys, if- guys, before we let you go, um, you know, you kind of tease that you do have you know a, a new project coming soon. Um, other than following you guys on Twitter, uh, how will people find out about this uh, upcoming project? Will there? Uh, BA Discord or is there a Discord? I think I know the answer to this already, but just for our viewers out there. Uh, let me ask you this question. Maybe this is a better question. Do you watch Sunday Night Football? Yes. No. Okay. Well, it, yeah, that's just un- unrelated. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'll, I'll speak to this a little bit. Um, yeah, I I think the best way to follow this because I'm not going to, we've been very, very, very secretive about what's happening here um, and the people involved and what it is and how it's going to play into stuff. Um, I would just make sure you're following us three. Um, keep your eyes on our Twitter. Uh, we'll probably start leaking more stuff today, tomorrow, um, and look for something by the end of the week, hopefully. Um, and it should be exciting. Mash that follow button. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and join uh, also join Hunter Orell's Discord. You know, if you're looking for, uh, I, I didn't actually get to, to say it, places that are great for newcomers, but you know, Discord wise, Hunter Orell's Discord, which is linked in his profile on Twitter, um, is, is a great place for newcomers. And one other one that I like to, to recommend is, is called the One Discord, the One Discord, and that's that's the first place that I joined back in February, um, and that was like a dedicated crypto and and really nft uh discord and there were just so many people in there that were supportive and uh, help help inform and just just a fun place to be so find a find a if you're truly interested like follow people on discord that you believe in that seem to, to know what they're talking about find discords uh that are, are kind of general purpose like those two that i mentioned that aren't associated with any specific projects yeah. Um, and then you can meet meet folks and and branch out from there. But yeah, just get involved, like engage, uh, join Twitter Spaces. You know, go up on stage and talk about your your perspective. And like, don't be afraid to don't be afraid to like sh- share. You know, even if you're new, uh, you know, everybody's new. Like we're all new to some degree, and everyone has experiences that they can uh, that that they uniquely have that can benefit others and the the worst thing you can do is to not share that with others so um yeah just just don't be afraid to to engage and, and join twitter spaces and speak and, and just let people know what you're all about 100%. yeah 
Awesome. And we do have Hunter's Discord linked there in the chat. So if you are not a member, go ahead. The link is right there in the chat. Well, guys, that's going to do it. Um, you know, big shout out Hunter Dylan Tropo for joining us on the show today. We had so much fun. We even went, you know, longer than our normal showtime here, you know, to talk blue and also all things NFT. So thank you guys. Yes. Um, hopefully we can bring you back on uh, sometime in the future here. Awesome. Yeah, would be would be happy to. We love you guys. You're awesome. Uh, love what Benzinga is doing uh, and excited to see what you guys have in the future as well. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Going to pull them off the stream. Well, Maz, what, what do you think? I mean, talk about a great show talking yeah. about Bloop, but really just talking, you know, to, to people about the NFT community, right? And all things places for people to learn places for people to be engaged so i really like you know as i said providing that education here on the show as well exactly yeah shout out to the blue team they brought a lot of gems in this episode um yeah you know exciting times you know for the nft community and you know as always we love shooting with you know people from the community so yeah it was really good all right. Well, coming up next, we have pre-market prep at the close, which is a show that runs 3.30 to 4 p.m. Eastern time every day. The link is in the chat. Uh, Spencer and Joel are going to recap the day of what was moving for stocks and possibly crypto. So stay tuned, guys. You will need to click on that stream now. We used to redirect automatically, but currently the only way to get over is to click on that link. Uh, but without, you know, any further ado, Maz, uh, we will be back on Thursday, um, 2 yes. p.m. Eastern time for another great episode of The Roadmap. So if you have not already smashed that like, please smash that like and go ahead and leave a comment in the chat. Let Benzinga know that you want more NFT content. Yes. Yes. Uh, I know I want to provide some, but we want to make sure that our viewers want it as well. So Maz, Absolutely. I will see you on Thursday. Absolutely. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you on Thursday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.